This podcast has been brought to you by the wonderful people at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Thanks for their patronage. This podcast was possible as well as most of the other podcasts on the duckfeed.tv network. Go check it out, patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Just a couple of bucks a month, and we'll get you access to early feeds. We'll get you access to the cool, hip, happening Slack. And also, you know, fund your boys, what you want to do. Enjoy the episode. You like a shit? I have no choice. You like a shit? I have no choice. You like a shit? I have no choice. I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast. And this week we are covering X-Men, the animated series, season three. We're continuing our our Phoenix saga. Gary, how are you today? I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. I'm doing pretty good as well. Um, having a great time recording five episodes at once just to completely spoil this illusion. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Which And we're two weeks ahead. And like this, this out of all the shows I do, like... Uh, this is definitely the most haphazard and weird in, in the order and how what order they get released and recorded in and like how far ahead and, and stuff we get, which is cool. It makes it works. But uh, there's no relation to this and when it comes out. So like we will probably make some this happens to be all the time anyway, but it happens a lot with this show where like I'll make some kind of joke or say something or you'll make some kind of joke or say something and then someone will tweet me that joke. And yeah. but for me, it's seven Six weeks after. I, yeah, like, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, you know, I just I assume this is a, a nice thing. And I just kind of know from context, but I don't remember actually doing it because it's been so long. Yeah, I've actually had to listen to the episode before, like, and to go like, what did I, I don't remember saying this one particular, like, Gambit has a weird dick joke, but I'm sure I did. It's, like, it sounds yeah, like me. It but... sounds like something I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like something that began. It's. Uh, we're, we're continuing our Phoenix saga. We're covering two episodes. Um, episode six and seven and we're going to finish turning Jean gray into a uh to a giant cosmic entity which is really fun yeah and don't worry i think after this the first couple of episodes are savage land savage heart so we got that to look forward to and we get a cameo from minari uh in these so if you're uh, yay uh, <laughs> um i mean there are things in season three that i think that we're gonna uh that are good still mm-hmm. um because the dark phoenix saga is cool if I recall, uh, and I let, you know, I love Dazzler. Like I love the hellfire club. Like I'm way looking forward to getting into that. Um, but, uh, this season so far has been a little bit of a mixed bag. I think the last three episodes were super fun. These two are a little bit stronger. Uh, the first two episodes of the season were abysmal. So it's a real mixed bag so far. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, this one, we're going to get, go ahead and get started here with, uh, XM three Oh six, the Phoenix saga part four, the star jammers original air date, September 8th, my birthday, uh, 1994. I was 14 when this came out. Uh, Jean Grey, using the Phoenix's powers, transports all the X-Men to Lalandra's ship, where the Empress has hidden the McCran crystal. While there, a group of superpowered beings named the Starjammers attack and steal the McCran crystal in order to use it to get close enough to Dekan to assassinate him. When the Starjammers set their plan into motion, Dekan gains possession of the crystal and unleashes its terrible power. Oh, yeah, man. The, the more you, you, I get away, the more apostrophes you put in the names of things, like the more I just check out. <laughs> yeah, McCran, Deken. We also, there's a character in this episode called Chode, but they just Ch- pronounce Ode. it Chode. <laughs> they just say Chode, which like, just... I, I, I'm really glad that this, uh, this came out and I can t- know exactly how old I am when this came out because to me and my, my friends, the character Chode was, uh, was the height of comedy. Well, of course it was. It was Chode. Oh. Yeah, his name is Chode, which is that little space. It's your your grundle pack. Like it's that little, you know, that little nugget that you have between your ball sack and your butthole. Uh, and that's what the Starjammer is named after. Um, yep. Anyway, let's uh, let we pick it up. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I was going to let you go for that one for a while. Yeah, no, it's okay. I just, uh, I just in case anybody didn't know, I mean, it's uh, it, it, Chode and Grundle show up in the searches for Bonfireside Chat. We'll make it show up in the searches for this as well. Oh yeah, I was um I was actually looking through reviews for Bonfire Side Chat and someone complained <laughs> about like that you said that wrong so the so the joke so the Grundle joke didn't work and I'm like come on guys like you yes. felt the need to write that on a fucking it you have to log in to leave an iTunes review you had to like log in type in your password and type all that out like what how would you do that yeah <sighs> the, the the every once in a while like on all the shows I mean most of the reviews are good and then. But uh, some of them are bad. And I'll look at like the most critical ones or the most negative ones. And sometimes like they're, they're good. 
like are there like reasonable critiques you know like it's just like okay this is the show is clearly not for you you know and then sometimes they're weird vengeancey things like they're their result of talking about social justice and stuff like that and sometimes you're just like like why why was this worth writing you know it, it's something like that where it's like this doesn't seem this isn't helpful yeah um, especially the ones and they're only a cut there's one of them for each of us so it's even but on one of the shows i'm not going to go say what they are because people will search them out but there's one show one review of a show specifically calling out cole as sucking and me being good and then there's another review of another show uh calling out me as sucking and Cole being good. And like every time I never like downrate reviews of our own shows because it feels like cheating. But the way that the iTunes interface makes it says is like, is this review helpful? And I'm like, no, no, it's one. Like, so I, I will say that like, it's like, that's not a helpful critique. Like, okay, I guess, you know, I guess we'll, you know, we'll did you, you know, we'll, we'll go on to make our solo projects and you can listen to imagine and, and I'll listen to band on the run and we can, you know, go our separate ways. Like, it's uh you just really know. want those uh you really want those two people to meet and then convince the other one that the other one is wrong and then have and live happily ever after like this is gonna be their, this is gonna be their romantic love story or convince each other that the other one is right and then just stop listening which would also be okay but like the as idea long as they that don't leave the, the itunes review telling you the fucking story it's fine <laughs> and even then again it's not that big a deal in, in this grand scheme of things but it's such a weird specific thing that there's no way to react to like i don't know if the idea is that i'm gonna be like you know what like yeah, cool sucks. You know, it's like, like, obviously like it's like one of my best friends. I've been doing this for like six years. Like it doesn't, or vice versa, you know, it's not like Cole's gonna, you know, there's, there's not a, there's not a, a network without both of us. So it is a, uh, it's a weird thing to see. And, and, uh, the very definition of not helpful when, uh, they, they, on exactly. are helpful. not helpful. It's, they make helpful. you feel good or they make you feel bad, but they're not helping anything. Yeah. It's not, there's, this is not actionable friends. By the way, uh, uh, if you have time, leave us an iTunes review. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And don't, don't say which one is your favorite. Yeah. Also, that's such a mean thing to do to people where you like start playing them against each other. Mm-hmm. Like that's so, that's such a, like a weird playground thing to do. You know, like, uh, it's funny cause me and Cole are both insecure in similar ways. So like when things like that, when there are ways in which people could like fight us like Bakugans, we, we steer away from it. You know, like we've had ideas. I don't want to even go into them because I don't want people to suggest that we do them. We've had ideas for like goofy things or promotions or things like that, that might have an element where somebody could like play favorites. And we always stop doing it because we know that it would make the other person feel shitty because we're both, you know, uh, you know, fairly secure, but also nobody wants to be told like you're the lesser than of two people. Yeah. You know, it's too specific. Like someone can say you suck and that's fine. But saying you suck more than X is like way worse. You know, if you have an external, like kind of locus of comparison, I think. I'm, anyway, uh, I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> taller than you. So yeah, you, it's, it's, it's surprising, but you are, you are ta- <laughs> you're definitely taller than me. Uh, so if you want to write a review of this show that just talks about which host is taller. Yes. Like, I will not have my feelings hurt by that. Em- empirical facts. <laughs> That's yes. what we're looking for is nothing but facts on your opinion base. <laughs> I'm working on it. Like, I will see what I can't do to be taller than you by the next time I see you. Well, I mean, we're, uh, I've, you're like a month or two older than me. So, like, you're going to be mm-hmm. stooped and, like, bent over poor long. Like, you have no hope of catching up with me. The, so. the, the, that, is, that is very optimistic in terms of my posture is if it's not going to crumble like a fucking question mark. <laughs> in, uh, in, you're going to be staring in, at your belly button by, by 2020, Gary, is yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh you know i will i will uh have to use a special chair this podcast uh, is really turning into jeremy and gary the old guys so let's move into some animated cartoon series that yes. we watched when we were 13 As, yeah yeah <laughs> let's, let's not be old guys while talking about 90s nostalgia and uh <laughs> and space space birds I've um, got so this my picks up, on on and ready <laughs> um this this picks up more or less right where it left off yeah so um, if, if you can't remember from last time, Jean has gone full Phoenix. Um, she went and rescued the X-Men from the Gladiator, kicked him off the planet. Eric the Red has run, abandoning his ideas on whatever they were. Um, Juggernaut and Black Tom are out of the picture. Uh, Lelandra is still there, and she has laid out this whole plot that her brother wants to take over the Empire, and he wants to use the McCran crystal, which I kept calling Imkron last episode because <laughs> I'm an uncultured swine. But uh, I <laughs> are you uncultured in relation to the Shi'ar culture? Yes, absolutely. I think it's okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not worried about it. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good culture not to be uh, cognizant of. My Toastmasters um, group does not care, so I'm okay. <laughs> The uh, uh, and Jean is acting super weird here uh, talking in the first third person like she's clearly been possessed by something which again this is not the X-Men's first rodeo Um, they should know this but nobody cares yeah Um, so she's she's being super weird and talking out of character in the third person though 
And she immediately uh, teleports them off planet to go save this uh, M-Cran crystal from Lalandra's brother in the Empire. So she teleports everybody to Lalandra's ship. Um, we get a cool little series of cameos where um, other important people on the Earth have noticed this, including like Captain Britain, Doctor Strange, all of the Hellfire Club, which yeah. we're going to get real deep into the Hellfire Club later this year. And I cannot wait to talk about these outfits. We're not going to do it now because they're yeah. not in the episode <laughs> very long, but ooh, these outfits. It's a really, it's a really cool piece of foreshadowing, though. And yes. Doctor Strange showing up is really cool too because any nods to like the wider marvel universe mm-hmm. i always think is pretty pretty sweet in this show um so xavier is kind of upset you know that that gene left um which is like fine it's like this is no longer your story buddy <laughs> like you had three episodes to be a whiny baby bye xavier and, <laughs> yeah and then you know now now it's it's time for you to grow up um but they arrive on the uh the spaceship with the the Crown crystal and almost Fairly immediately, another spaceship arrives and stuns them all. Yes, and they all pass out. Um, yes. And it's this random crew of people who we know as the Star Jammers, and we recognize these people because we know, you know, it's led by Corsair, who it's going to be strongly hinted at, has this relationship with Cyclops somehow, but it's never going to get explained right now. But he is literally Cyclops' dad. So we're going yes. to talk about that later. Um, but they're there to steal the crystal back. Um, yes. Uh, and they're not working for, for Dakam. They're, they're like space pirates. I think yes. that Alandra says these are space pirates. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Corsair's partner, um, whose name I can't remember now offhand. I think I uh, Hepzibah. Hepzibah is a, uh, is straight up a cat lady. Like there's no other, yes. like she's an alien cat lady, which is fine. Yes. But this she, is this is X Tumblr. Like this is this is uh, horny video games in space. <laughs> like, <laughs> did your did your Twitter timeline turn into nothing but horniness last night? By the way, like what, it, what the it fuck never, happened it never, on Twitter? It never stops. Like I, I'm, we talked about this in the uh, feedback episode, but I'm getting mildly exhausted by it. Like I get, <laughs> Just everybody wants uh, to talk about how horny everybody else is. We're yep. all horny. We don't have to talk about it, it is, all the time. It's, it's literally the only subject in in games Twitter is how horny you are. <laughs> who's horny for who who's horny and out like it's it's become abstract like it doesn't even have anything to do with sex no it's you know, just it's like just, this it's weird, weird attraction thing it's just bizarre I, I don't even know if it's attraction it's almost like it's it's lost all moorings of its tie to meaning like it's just like it's almost like it's become like meme status where it's not even doesn't even have like a meaning to it yeah, like what no, does it no mean root. if this character is attracted to it or does it mean that they what actions do they want to do because of that there's no there's no answer it's just like this thing's horny this is horny for that like it, it's 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 really weird it's lost all meaningness which sucks because like i generally think horniness is good and i like sex and stuff and i don't want it to be like destroyed through uh you know through repetition yeah, you, you don't want a minion meme about horny robot video game people like i don't want it to get to that point <laughs> i don't, and, want, and, I don't want to see this on facebook it's not gonna lit up man it's it's part of it's like part and parcel with like the good guys winning as far as games culture stuff mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. you know where it's like one of the things you have to take along with the good guys is that they love talking about how horny video games are and how much this anime girl wants to fuck this anime girl and uh you just have to you know it's just something you get wait, comes wait, with the territory. wait are you telling me anime girls fuck i don't i don't think they do i think they just get abstractly horny for each other and oh, then okay well, in your mind <laughs> yeah it, it's it's there's there's no there's no there's no fucking that happens it's like it's all build up and no money shot like it is a state of continuous edging you know it's it's it's, it's that finally edge magazine makes sense like it's <laughs> it's it's uh but what so, I was going to say about um, Hesuba is that she's a cat lady from space and she purrs and makes cat noises throughout her entire conversation. It's, it's, it's really weird. It's and really distracting. The X-Men get into a fight with them and the X-Men get their fucking asses kicked here, which is like why the star jammers are scrubs. But the um, rogue whips uh, Hesuba's tail around when they're fighting. And the reason they get, I mean, we, we find out why they get knocked out, but she whips Hesuba around by her tail and Hepzibah makes this cat scream noise. And if I knew how to make gifts, like this would also be a really good gift because I bet you it can loop perfectly. <laughs> just like whipping this cat around by its tail. And the cat is going like, wow, like just like a person making cat noises. If you're a, if you're a young gift maker that likes getting paid in likes and retweets on Twitter, like hit us up. <laughs> we have a job for you. <laughs> young gift maker. Um, so Corsair at this point is like, hey, I'm not fighting uh, Shi'ar. I'm fighting humans calibrate the stun ray to humans even though it will knock knock me out yeah uh and cyclops is about to fuck him up and stop him from this but gene reads his mind finds out he's cyclops cyclops dad says cyclops i can't uh 
I can't tell you why, but don't don't kill him. It's like, I don't know, Cyclops is going to straight up like murder him or something, but Gene feels necessary to stop him for some reason. Which is weird because, um, and this hasn't been established or anything, but um, I think in the comic books, like, he can't, like, Cyclops's beams or whatever don't work on his dad, right? Like, I know they don't it's, work on Havoc. That's not even in the comics. It literally happened last episode with uh, Banshee and Black Tom. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, powers like, totally canceled out each other because yeah, they're related. They, they, yeah, like you're they, absolutely they right. just sorry. established it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean it's, it's not, you don't have to sorry, be sorry. It's just the show being sloppy because, like, you've established this many times over. Uh, that and that's that's a weird thing anyway. Like the powers don't work on your family thing. I don't know why what that adds to how that work makes sense genetically and you know I don't know. It's silly. Um, like how did how would Bat Black Tom like Black Tom's energy not working on Banshee? Like it's just energy, but Banshee makes noise. So it is like <laughs> Black Tom. The noise doesn't work. I just like, can't hear my brother speak. That's all it is. Yeah. How, yeah. How does how is that? Like how do, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. Um, so. Uh, Corsair takes uh, Cyclops hostage at this yeah. point. Yeah, so he's like threatening because at some point I think his um, his uh, mask gets popped off or something. So he's like trying to he's threatening the X Men with Cyclops's beams, which is pretty funny. Um, yes, we we briefly go over to meet Gladiator and Eric the Red, who are going to see uh, McCann, who is really pissed about their handling of this whole situation. Which, well, you know, Eric got fucked up. Like, <laughs> yeah, because like, Eric the Red was not. I mean, choose your workers, guy. Like, you're the one that gave him responsibility for this. Yeah. Uh, back to Corsair. His whole plan is to trade uh, the crystal for quote half the empire. Half which, the empire's treasury. Treasury like specifically, yeah, yeah not like even half the says, empire. Yeah. So he and, and the emperor goes okay, uh, but then immediately uh, says, you know, when they show up, gladiator, kill them once we have the crystal. Which like this feel like gladiator wouldn't do that. You know, like Gladiator has to believe his cause is just or whatever. He has like belief based powers, but this isn't quite comic Gladiator, I feel like. Um, so it's it's not that interesting when a villain makes an agreement and then immediately just says, well, just kill him. You know, like it, it's uh, it, it would benefit from being a little lawful evil as opposed to chaotic evil. I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like he tried to trick him or or got him, you know, I obey the letter of the law. You know, here's half of my treasury, but you're trapped in here forever until you die. You know, something like that. Like there, there'd be a more clever way than just like we're just going to betray you. Unfortunately, you know, um, Dekin is basing his entire emperor, um, his emperor status on the Trump presidency of 2016, 2017. True. So he's just yep. whatever I want to do, do it. <laughs> I hope that Trump doesn't get a hold of the Macron crystal and go into a rock dimension. I kinda, As, like, do we have to like? Is there healthcare in the in the rock dimension? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, what is the? As long as, yeah. Probably not. Like I know the answer to that, but I mean, like, you know, it could I, be better. I will I will give Trump uh, rock power as if Steve Bannon dies in jail. So the uh, let's uh, we we can make a deal. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Corsair at this point explains his entire history to to Cyclops, basically saying like I was. Um, kidnapped by these people. They killed my wife. I have since escaped. They Or they enslaved me. I escaped. I found my crew. And I'm actually going over there to use this to try to kill this dude. Yeah. So, um, he's I not actually you to do it. a... It's not, uh, I'm not, I want to try to kill him. It's I'm going to give you to them as well. And this is going to get you close. And you're going to kill him. You're going to kill him. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of like X-Men just kind of waiting around, not doing anything <laughs> for a long time. the next time. two episodes. The next episode is all waiting, dude. Man, it's like, just... It it's really <laughs> bad. Yeah. It's... I mean, it, it, like, I like these episodes, but the X-Men don't do a lot in them. Like, yeah. Compared to the last be- three, where, like, they were doing shit all the time. And what it is, is that all the X-Men didn't need to come. You know, they, they get an excuse to leave uh, Jubilee and Storm on the ground or whatever. But, like, this should have just been Phoenix and Scott, you know? I would have liked this yeah. if it was just Phoenix and Scott, actually. Um, yeah. And, like, leave the X-Men to do some, some like, go back so to, to their worries. Disaster relief on Earth. There you go. Like, when, like, when, yeah, when, when up tornadoes start destroying things. <laughs> like, yeah, like, that would have been awesome. Just show them in, like, cutscenes helping out, you know? Um, it's it's pretty silly. <laughs> or uh, or taking that, the opportunity to break into the federal mint. <laughs> Which, <yeah>. Whichever. <laughs> yeah, just just do some sport, sport government break-in. Sport terrorism. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, and Cyclops at this point, for no good reasons, is like, saying no just because he's being a contrarian baby um you know he's like i don't know if we should do that and it's like well you know this guy is evil like just kill the con but he doesn't want to do it but eventually he agrees um team's waiting around as we said um gene needs a rest because teleporting everybody took a lot out of her yeah and uh corsair and cyclops have a conversation and there's actually a really good touch in this where like 
Um, Corsair talks about his past. He's like, you know, I had this son. Um, you know, I had these two kids, but I lost touch with them when I was on Earth. Um, I'd recognize them because uh, they had their mother's eyes. Um, and it's like, obviously, we know that Cyclops is his son, but he can't see Cyclops' eyes because yeah. Cyclops is a mutant. So it's, it's that, I think that's nice. And Jean has already uh, like determined what, what has happened. Like she read everybody's mind without their permission because she is Xavier's number one student. Yeah. <laughs> and just like ripped all this, you know, private personal knowledge out of their heads and have just and figured it out, but has not had a chance to tell Cyclops yet. I don't know why she would like, I mean, maybe she will eventually, but I don't understand what the advantage is in keeping this from him. It this happens cool. in the comics too, where she, she doesn't yeah. tell him for oh, like a while. And like, why, yeah. why wouldn't you just, it's a very quick conversation. Like it's an emotional conversation, granted, but it's a pretty quick, Hey, that dude's your dad. I've read well, his mind. So the idea being, I think again, with the best will in the world is the idea that if he knew that he'd be distracted, he wouldn't be able to do the mission, but he's already reluctant to do the mission. Like if you told him like, Hey, this is your dad he would like the big issue is he doesn't necessarily trust Corsair. You know, he doesn't want to go along with us, but if he knew he was his dad, maybe he would trust him. So they would take, you know, they're just killing time. Anyway, they would take their like, you know, half hour to like reconcile a little bit, do the mission together as father and son, and then, you know, spend years in therapy yeah, and, and, and get over it. So it is, it's a weird thing and it seems very cruel. I mean, I guess it's the Phoenix force not understanding human emotions. Maybe. Yeah, because uh, this is this is technically the Phoenix doing all of this, you know, puppeteering of Gene and not vice versa. So yeah, th- there is something to be said for that. Uh, we get like Cyclops does it like he goes over there um, and basically a fight breaks out like you would imagine has to happen. Like I think Gene teleports the team, everybody, including the Star Jammers over to where Cyclops is with the Emperor. Um, and then like shit just starts breaking loose. Uh, yeah. Corsair starts beating up on the emperor, but turns out it's just a shapeshifter guy. Whoops. Yep. It's um, one of the, one of the Imperial guards. Rogue punches the shit out of gladiator, which I thought was awesome. <laughs> like I don't really yeah. like that for some reason. Like she just like clocks that dude. It's really good. Yep. 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 Um, um, we have to mention that beast is quoting Ralph Waldo Emerson in the middle of a fucking fight. Right. Because yep. Cause, cause beast is, is, uh, he has one character trait. Like he's super one dimensional and doesn't, uh, even, even X-Men three, like when we eventually cover that, um, I feel like there's parts where beast kind of like beast out and, and gets angry and stuff, but they just made like, there's no sense of gravity. If you're just constantly using everything to show off your fucking MFA, you know, it's, it's just, I don't, I don't, it's been a long time since I've run across a dude that actually like quotes things <laughs> in the middle of a conversation. And I, mm-hmm. and I, it's been so long that I don't remember, like I remember it being okay kind of, but I'm thinking at the time I thought it was fucking miserable because <laughs> <laughs> like, why would you do like it just, I, Oh man, I don't know. It's like people quoting, um, like if all you do is quoting against movie, quoting movies back and forth with each other. Like I'm, I'm going to say the words to an Adam Sandler movie to you and you're going to laugh. Like I don't, I don't really dig that either. Yeah. Yeah. Like family guy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, hey, just, do you yeah, remember like, this? Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's a quote. Um, that's it. And like, you know, lest anybody call me a hypocrite because there is something hypocritical about it. Like I, you know, like talk about Simpsons stuff a lot. Like me and Cole quote Simpsons, like Simpsons shows up, uh, for me. Um, but it's also, I don't, uh, you know, there's more to it. And the context is not just like, Hey, some of my friends are going to die. I need to show off. Yeah. You know, they're like jokes and beast is never making jokes. He's just kind of like showing off. Yeah, just kind of showing off, and it's 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 sucks. Also, I'll just put that out here. I'm a hypocrite, everybody. Like, I'll, I'll say things well, yeah, and I try to live up to it, and I don't sometimes. So, like, <laughs> I also I don't care. Like, come come yeah. come with me to the promised land where you can admit things that are bad about yourself and live with them. <laughs> it's so good. One hundred percent. Yeah, as opposed to you know half the internet in which like one ounce of hypocrisy somehow invalidates everything someone has ever <laughs> stood for or talked about, and that's it for them. You know, so every every conversation, every emotional outlook is an equation, and if you can disprove that equation, you disprove that entire person, and now they you don't have to listen to them. You know, ugh. The internet it yeah. sucks. Except for the Slack, yeah. go go go, yeah. go 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 hang out yeah. on the Duck Feed Slack. It's not it's not like that at all. Yeah, people we like don't let people do that kind of shit. I mean, we do. People pull that kind of stuff, but it's they get shut down. Yeah. Um. The X-Men so, escaped yeah, this, from the fight. Uh, the yep. uh, Deken was never there with the crystal, but as they're trying to leave, uh, because they're getting kind of shut down by the, uh, whatchamacallit, they um, they run into Deken with the crystal, and I, I, we don't get there yet, but like Gene tries to go off Phoenix on him, it doesn't happen, and then everyone gets pulled into the crystal, including Deken, where he is ruling Crystal World. He has a crystal universe that he gets to own. Yeah. Like the end of Dishonored 2. 
<laughs> Spoilers. Like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah so, I, it, this is oh, this is going to be pretty bad. This leads us. This is a to be continued. So we're going to go right into part five from here. Yes. Um, and I, man, like they just they're not slowing down, Gary. It's it happens really quickly. It's the end of this last episode. I think is good. The stuff with the star jammers is pretty cool. They don't think their plan is stupid. I like that how complicated it is that like these guys are not bad guys either. They're good guys that have kind of a different perspective, you know, the X-Men like there's stuff to like about it. Like I still, still kind of like these episodes. It just, this next episode is full of waiting in the rock realm in a way that like doesn't seem like it should have made it on TV, especially with how breathless the first four episodes were, you know, to get to an episode that's a real hurry up and wait situation. Yep. Uh, for most of it. So we're talking about uh, XM 307, the Phoenix Saga part five, child of light original air date, September 9th, 1994. Uh, Deken gets pulled into the McCran crystal and becomes one with the universe inside it. Now with unlimited power, Deken has become uh, an unstoppable force with the help of the star jammers. The X-Men hold uh, nothing back in a fight to defeat Deken overpowered by their foe. The X-Men face their final moments, but are saved by Gene and the Phoenix. Which more or less happens. Yeah, this, um, this is all pretty good. Um, I would have liked to see that uh, Decan gets pulled into into the Imkran crystal and beco- and exposes himself to the universe inside of it. Yeah. But you know, you can't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't, you can't have for everything, and we're you know we're just dealing with some some TV god summaries here. So um, the the Imkran crystal turns now that he's inside the rock realm, uh, he turns into like I think a specific He Man. <laughs> like I think there's like Crystal or whatever who is this weird rock He Man that he looks just like. Gary, uh, I had like the skeleton. I had the He-Man castle. I had all the figurines. Like I remember watching the show, but I just have blocked all of those memories. I don't remember. I don't know a single thing besides He-Man, Skeletor. There was a tiger, maybe, and She-Ra. Like I think that's all I got. Was there a ghost? There was a ghost in He-Man, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. But I think the <laughs> I think you're probably referring to Orko. But there's actually is like a weird like glow in the dark like glow skull or something like that. Who is a cool skeleton Slimer, ghost? Right? Yeah, yeah, he eats hot dogs. Um, the uh, looking through old He-Man action figures is pretty fun because they are uh, bad and weird. Um, so they you run into weird like this guy's got a mosquito for a head, like just weird shit. And those toys all had like str- crazy action features. So the the guy who has the mosquito for a head has a little bulb on the back. You could like make him squirt water that you could pretend was blood. Oh, this is things like really that. Good, like, like tag yourself material right here. <laughs> <That's> yeah. <what laughs> <this is. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ooh, these are, these are, none of these are great. <laughs> it's, it's pretty, they're pretty weird. They're pretty strange. Um, I really want to get that, uh, get a glow skull figure. Cause now that I'm all skeleton obsessed, like a glowing skeleton, he man is, is appealing to me. And there's also, um, mud, mud lock or mudulock or whatever, which is mm-hmm. that weird ant thing where it was like a 27 piece action figure that you could reconfigure in any way you want. Uh, that thing owned. Um, there, there's a bunch of cool, yeah. cool He-Man. Like, bunch of cool He-Man. Uh, He-Man's not on trial here. <laughs> the, Toy, um, toys were so great when we were young. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Things I'm nostalgic for are good. But things that kids are nostalgic for now suck. Actually, toys that kids play with now are cool, too. Like, I think that, you know, toys in general are pretty, I'm pretty positive on toys. Um, I don't really get the uh, the YouTube uh, heroes ones where people buy toys of their favorite Minecraft characters or YouTube players. I think that's stupid. Yeah. Um, but other also, than that, I think like, Minecraft players are pretty stupid too. Sorry, the, Minecraft the, people. <laughs> like, I the, whole, get the whole like, yo know, youth Minecraft, the way that like guys playing Minecraft, like British guys playing Minecraft has become the number one children's show sensation. I don't get it all. Like I want to watch a documentary on the development of that because it's, it's really mind boggling to me. Um, but it's true. It's like 100% a thing when, uh, People I know who have kids, like when, when these YouTube people keep breaking bad, like even before uh, JonTron and and all that stuff, like there's some uh, some Minecraft YouTube guy who came out as a child molester. Uh, oh, we didn't come out like he didn't like tearfully at a podium to be like, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, but he it came out. Uh, and I do remember just like telling my friends with kids and being like, hey, avoid this guy, you know, like check your kid's subscription history and make sure they're not like watching this dude. But how can you tell them apart? There's like 10,000 of them. They all just have like nonsense names and they all just do the same thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's miserable. Uh, like I don't, I remember when I first got into YouTube was around Dark Souls and like, it was just like, all, all I wanted was like Dark Souls. And it really, it, it made me feel very strange that there were so many people like that had hundreds of thousands of people subscribed to them and they were just like yelling about video games. Yeah. And, if, and to have that pointed in the direction of like an impressionable young kid just terrifies me. I, I, I had you know, a conversation with my sister the other day. I'm like, look, like as, as, um, <laughs> 
<laughs> my, 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 my nephew's name is Thurston, which is a rad ass name, um, but it's not, it's not unusual. It's pretty unusual. You mean, is, it, is it T-H-R-I-S-T-I-N apostrophe? No, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> he would be the ultimate video game horny man. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to get hired, hired by Vice immediately. <laughs> Austin Walker, come employ my nephew. He's five and likes to fuck robots. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like hey before you put him on youtube like let me know <laughs> like go check oh, these yeah. dudes out uh, anyway it's a it's what i mean it's one of those things too when like i hate you know we are this is the old man cast of duck feed but the uh and I, I hate being like kids these days but one of the things that is true is that when people make the argument like oh you know um there were there were problematic like when we were young there could be uh you know white supremacists that show up and it's like yeah but they didn't end up on tv you know, like the, the fact that YouTube is the new TV for kids is like troubling. Like it's why it matters that like John Tron is a white supremacist. Like, you know, kids, he's a really popular channel with kids. He screams at video games for a living and the target audience for that is like 17 year olds. And, uh, but little kids watch it too. You know, 17 year olds get it. Like they can make their own decisions about white supremacy, I guess. But like, probably, probably like, not great ones though. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's not great. Like it's, it's still not super into it happening, but like, you know, like you, you run into like, 11 and 12 year olds it's like you know we didn't have that problem because of you know the lack of democratizing of information you know not everybody could get in front of me with stuff like i might run into someone at the playground who was like hey kids white supremacy but i wasn't going to like turn on the tv and be like mexican enclaves you know or we're going to show up in between fucking thundercats you know it's a it's a real bummer <laughs> like I, I have no idea how we fix that i was joking about it with uh with jim crawford with frog Correction jim about doing uh duckling feed and just me and cole putting on the character of like screaming youtubers <laughs> literally just to like indoctrinate kids into social justice shit <laughs> <laughs> like i will play through uh you know the minecraft uh, it, adventure like, story or whatever <laughs> yeah story mode minecraft or like spooky's house at jump scares and like put on some i'll shave my beard i put on some makeup to make me look younger maybe dye a cool like mohawk into my hair and then uh just pretend to scream at the at a uh, slender the arrival and then just every once in a while just be like huh women are people too and then and then just <laughs> like make make jokes you know and scream some more and then just get kids to watch uh, just to do a service for the new generation you know do you, do you know what's fun about slender man he pays women the same amount that he pays men <laughs> yeah, yeah. he doesn't scare them 70 percent less same amount of jump scares across both genders in fact yeah there's more than two genders everybody <laughs> yeah, exactly. slender man scares them all it's a spectrum people ah, i'm so scared <laughs> you know what's not scary people go into the bathroom of their choice <laughs> this Slender is a great idea scary, we might have to cut all true. of that out so you can save this idea <laughs> we're, we're is scary, a lot of questions on the venture brothers podcast like this yeah, is gonna be <laughs> not nearly as scary as house bill 203 which prevents <laughs> tell your parents <laughs> <laughs> talk to your mommy and daddy about trump today yeah anyway um, so uh, um let's get off of uh white racist supremacy and get into some bird racist supremacy yes um so i, I got a little ahead uh dekin kind of powers himself up and goes into the crystal uh gene yep. turns into a phoenix i thought they all got sucked in them but it doesn't happen there's a little bit of like back and forth where she teleports everybody back to the star jammer ship then teleports them back and then everyone gets sucked into the crystal then. And that's when shit starts going crazy. Uh, yes. Um, we switch to, uh, you know, and everything's going bad on earth. Like it's causing natural disasters and stuff. Why? I don't necessarily know. Yeah. I don't, I don't really uh, understand this. Um, yeah. Like why, why him living inside a crystal prison, like makes earth go bad. Um, it seems like this would have been, this feels like the cheap way to do this, you know? Cause like if he had all this power, having him arrive on earth, would have made sense to me. Yeah. I give guess. me the like, floating Imkron crystal in the sky. Like don't just like, have yeah, this happen on a spaceship. Like give me a, give me a millions of miles yeah. away. Yeah. Like wh why does he want, why does he want this? Like what? It doesn't seem like like ruling over rock realm is, would be good, you know? <laughs> so I don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> um yeah they it, this this is all weird but we do see like i like the, the the animation here like we see a cool um whatchamacallit like a cool solar eclipse so that's mm -hmm. like the sun is blacked out super dark soulsy 
uh, Xavier goes into like his routine of, oh shit, like we're all going to die unless the X-Men can save us. Gambit yep. immediately tries making out with Rogue because fuck it, all bets are off. Yeah, he's like, if we if we gonna die, shit, we gonna die together. Um, and then like they they fall. Uh, I like the, like there's like an earthquake or something, and he falls on top of her. Yeah. And he's like, if this is death, then don't I don't want to live or something like that. Like, it's, Jesus, Gambit, it's very gross. Like getting a, a minor amount of front fucking front rub on her back back porch. Like it's. It is. Um, it's 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 gross. Do you think Gambit can go two minutes without thinking about getting his dick wet? Like I just. I th- do, you, <laughs> I just yeah, do you think that they constant. like that whole that statistic about how men uh, think about sex every like two minutes? Which even when I was young, I was like, that's bullshit. Like I'm 13, I'm ne- never been hornier, and I never will be hornier than I am right now. And I don't think about sex every two minutes. Uh, I think it just Gambit was only pulled for that. This is the uh, the Spider's George thing from Tumblr, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Not every person is. It's like not an average eight spider eight spiders per night. It's one guy that does eight thousand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he just sucks them all in, you know. Um, the uh, so yeah, so Gambit Gambit is the the guy who thinks about sex literally nonstop, uh, specifically sex with Rogue, and specifically uh, in a way that will remove him of his powers and put him in a coma. Maybe Gambit just really wants to be in a coma. Like, I don't know if we put that together, but like, maybe th- we've been thinking about this all wrong. Like, he doesn't really want uh, to, to nut. He just wants to go into a coma because like, I don't know, maybe Gambit's super depressed or maybe uh, he saw a million dollar baby and thought it was dignified and good. We, uh, you know? we talked about whether or not making out with Rogue or uh, I don't think we said Rogue but, or making out with somebody or having sex with somebody was worth going into a coma. But we yeah. didn't talk about Gambit actually wanting to be in a coma. It, se- it seems like like that's probably something Beast does on the side, right? Like Beast probably is trying to make some extra money. He's like, I'll put you in a coma for a couple of weeks. No big deal. Like I'll send I know you- a guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll send you back in time for $20 million. <laughs> like whatever, whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> I can do X-Men shit. Yeah, I just, I, we, we did talk about not being worth going into a coma, but I think we were arguing from the perspective that going into a coma was bad i feel like gambit's alien mind like all bets are off <laughs> true you know? yeah i guess i guess they're true uh gambit like, you need to stop making assumptions about gambit and what his ultimate goals are other than the fact that it's sex but why i don't think he necessarily feels it the same way we do you know he feels it just way more apparently yeah yeah maybe it's maybe it's awesome like maybe <laughs> it's, it's like super sex for gambit we've been watching this uh, show on netflix called chef's table about these like super fancy chefs and like all of the stuff that they do to make themselves super fancy and uh it's invariably like oh this person puts emotion in the plate and you know they just show these people like pouring over this one particular plate and it's like oh you just you just taste their hopes and their dreams and i'm like can i just get a fucking cheeseburger over here but like, gambit definitely seems like he's the chef of Mm. perverted sexual acts at this point like he's just got that palette that i don't have <laughs> yeah yeah he's there's there's never any like regular weekday sex with gambit <laughs> no not so. at all anyway um yes so we all of the x-men or not all of the x-men most of the x-men are in this crystal uh like giant dekin in his he-man form shows up and starts like yelling at everybody about i don't know the mra or something who knows um <laughs> The, the there's some shots of like the Shi'ar Empire and like the, all of the people have like giant spiders on their chest. Did you notice this? Like it's, it's yeah. just a real weird costume design that I I don't understand. There, there's a weird bugness to the Shi'ar in general between their ships and helmets and and spider chests that I don't really understand. It's like they don't really know how to draw aliens or make them seem alien. Yeah. And uh, so we switch back to the Khan. This is where he's like, "Your foolishness makes you fools." Good like job. he says. He's something real stupid. And again, though, I don't know what he's getting out of this. I have have no idea. He's just like spouting out and he's just being a dick and yelling at people. Like he's, there's nothing that he's doing here. Like for any purpose that I can understand for, for this, this, uh, this plot to make sense, he would need to have a reason to want to get revenge on the X-Men. You know, like you're trapped in my dimension. I'm going to torture you or beat you up. But like, he just met them. Yeah. Like he was, they were never part of his plan. Like he, he accidentally abduct, like his idiot henchman accidentally abducted them. You know, why do you care? Give a shit about the X-Men to Ken? Like it's, it's, it, this is nonsense. Um, he zaps Lalandra and Cyclops is like, there's nothing we can do. Yeah, um, Cyclops just folds. It's, it's <laughs> like Bitman man. Cyclops is like, fuck it. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. They, they just, you know, there's, we, we can't fight a big rock guy. Yeah. Um, so we go back to Earth where everything's going to shit and we get to see like the different uh, superheroes um, saving like other parts of Earth, which yeah. is super cool. Not like, we get X-Men, Alpha Flight again. Um, <laughs> yeah, not the X-Men. The, the, the X-Men who are still on Earth are just like hanging out, uh, you know, like Gamma and Rogue are dry humping. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Storm is presumably helping, but I don't think we ever see her in the episode. Like I don't think we she ever flash. There's like her. a bridge collapsing and she just keeps shooting fog at it. Like cars <laughs> just, like, like, just like, immediately just falling into the Hudson Bay because she's fogged it all. Perhaps thing the fog will calm this bridge. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not how it works. <laughs> I was taught that fog could heal all wounds. They can't, <laughs> motherfucker. Take me to the hospital. Means. Um, but we get cool cameos here. Um, we get Alpha Fight again, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, War Machine shows up, yeah. which is like just dates this to 1994 specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, Sunspot uh, shows up, which I always love when Sunshot, Sp- Sunspot shows up, uh, protecting Japan. Um, they sh- we show Spider-Man for a second, yeah. um, which again, pretty cool. And then we show a Minari, uh, Storm Sun. So in case you missed that guy, oh, he's yeah. evacuating people I didn't even know him on a beach. <laughs> yeah. So the guy was either back. the Michael Jordan jersey or the David Beckham jersey. No, we haven't yes. decided on what it is yet. <laughs> yep. 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 Um, um, so yeah, we yeah. we go back into the crystal and uh, like all of our Shi'ar dudes are in there, like the gladiators in there. Everyone's trying to fight Dakin at this point. Um, well, this is when he starts summoning like the rock golems. Like he starts showing up, he starts making miniature Dakins for them to fight. Yes. Like, How can I forget about the the minikins, as I like to call them? Yeah, and they're, they're they're his face. He just makes little rock versions of himself to attack. Like this, as far as supervillains, the X Men have faced, other than the fact that it's causing the world to be destroyed, it's so abstract. Like he just can shoot beams and create rock men. Which, like, that's nothing. It's really you know, bizarre and, that Cyclops has, like, lost all hope because, I mean, he really should just be laughing all of this off right now. Like, what the fuck are you doing? This you, doesn't yeah, make you, any sense. You can you can handle this, bro. Uh, <laughs> but instead, like, you know, they just act like nothing, you know? So, anyway. Anyway. Um, Dakin, God, what happens so here? So, Dakin and, uh, finally gets a hold of Alondra and is about to kill her. And that's when... Uh, the Phoenix, who Jean has been kind of been out of the fight at this point because every time she really uses her Phoenix Force, she kind of like loses it for a while. Um, so she she's finally powered back up a little bit, and um, she goes and like tells everybody goodbye. She stops Dickin from killing Lalandra and like has this mental conversation with all the X Men and like basically downloads their love. Like I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what like they do this weird like X Men tree thing where all of the people like send their feelings and they do this in the comics too. Like this is a thing yeah. that happens in the comics. I think it works a lot better on the page than it does in the in the cartoon. It's it's very weird. It looks like um how like the big stack of Kafka's you fight at the end of Final Fantasy VI. Sure. Like all the weird muscle men that are stuck together, or like the Avengers butter statue that's at the end of Avengers. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? There's that. Oh yeah, that, yeah, the, the one that kind, like, they kind of spiral around during the fir- after yeah. the first movie. Yeah, oh no, exactly. What, all, what if all the Avengers were carved out of butter? Yeah, they, they they do like it's definitely butter. Um, it's like that. Uh, it's God, like this, this little like loves that shit, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just this. The uh, you know, it's all the the she download their love. It's her kind of remembering them all. Um, every once in a while, their faces get superimposed on the uh, the phoenix bird. Like this gets real abstract and trippy in a way the show can't quite keep up with. No. I think this is like um, pure unadulterated, unadulterated Claremont, and like the cartoon cannot keep up with that. At yeah, all. yeah. Uh, but she sacrifices herself to like protect the universe from this crystal. So like she's basically giving up her Phoenix Force and her being. Like she's sacrificing her life so that this dude and this crystal can't harm anything. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, so the X-Men are super sad about this, obviously, because they lost their, their teammate. Um, we go back to earth, uh, Xavier and Lalandra are making out, uh, because again, they're, they're Amzadis. Yeah. Uh, and, and having the conversation that, that like, you know, oh, I can't leave because I have the X-Men. Well, I can't leave because I'm the goddamn emperor of a Empress. space station. <laughs> <laughs> a space like, station. I, I, yeah. You, you, you got, you have, uh, you have like seven people you give cars to a lot. I have an entire <laughs> alien race that I'm in charge of. The, you know? Xavier, they're all adults except Jubilee. And she's more of an adult <laughs> than Gambit. Like, what yeah, the fuck no. are you doing? Yeah, Gambit is me. a ward of the state. You don't have to worry about him anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Gambit, uh, no, get no more porridge. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, we have this, since the star jammers are still on earth, Corsair and Cyclops have like this moment together where they're kind of bonding. Uh, but unfortunately it's, it's not what you want them to have. They don't actually have the conversation. Like they don't, they don't find out that they're actually related to one another just yet. Which yeah. is a bummer. And that'll happen later. I think, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure, uh, it might even happen this season actually. Uh, but that, that that reveal happens. I kind of feel like that happens in uh, Dark Phoenix Saga some, at some point, but I might be yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a weird thing. So it's pretty much like this is all fallout from the thing, like from the Phoenix sacrificing herself. Everything is fine now. Yeah. Um, 
you know, Beast uh, quotes Emily Dickinson helps nobody. <laughs> Thanks, Beast. Um, Scott is super upset, and Xavier like pretty much says like, you know, hey, her name's Phoenix. You know, <laughs> it's like the, the, the Phoenixes are known for like literally one thing, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah. It'll be okay. <laughs> Haven't you read any Harry Potter? Like, come on. Yeah, it, you know, she'll she'll be back, bro. And and she comes back really soon. It's much slower in the comics. Yeah, she's gone for um, a while in the comics. Like, isn't she gone yeah. long enough to uh, for him to remarry a woman or to marry a woman that looks exactly like her? <laughs> yep. <laughs> he really. There's something about red. I think redheads are different in the Marvel universe than they are in real life. They gotta be because because right? in the in the feedback, you know, people are like, oh, what does Wolverine see in redheads? And we were talking about maybe he's just never seen one before. Like Cyclops is exclusively redheads. Yep. Uh, Wolverine is like, there's gotta be some kind of allure to them or what's way more likely is just like Claremont had a mega boner for redheads. That's, and this is just him writing it into his universe, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, the, uh, so this is, I mean, like we, we're kind of clowning on it. The last episode is really poorly paced where like nobody does anything and there are rock monsters just to give them something to do. Um, but when I was a kid, it was like a big deal that Gene died. Yeah, like I was like, just like, oh, man, the like, character of the X-Men, like they, they established yeah. right at the beginning that they're willing to kill off at least a character that they made up and morph. But um, like you kind of just assume that the X-Men are mainstays like you you don't think yeah. that Jean Grey is going to die. Um, and now all this cosmic shit just expanded the universe in my mind to a point that I was very much into. Like now looking at it, I'm kind of put off by the, the Shi'ar. But like back then I was like, holy shit, like they're in fucking space. Like this is great. Yeah. <laughs> this and, is a combination the... of all my favorite shit right now. <laughs> And the, the like the stuff with uh the 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 weird X Men uh like all together the butter statue, and the stuff with uh, uh you know the the different X Men's facings showing up like where she's downloading their love, mm-hmm. um I like if this you know, again it visually can't quite keep up with that but I do think it's kind of good and sweet like as a thing like this kind of becoming this like symbolic sacrifice thing it's just the visuals can't keep up with it. Yeah, Link, you know? Link getting all three pieces of the Triforce is kind of trite, but it's also very fucking cool and affecting. Like, right? Like, yeah. It's, and that's this is kind of like that. Like, I, I I made I made the joke about downloading their love, but it's it's like I think she even says like their wisdom, their courage, their maybe not humanity, their mutanity. I don't know what you would call that. Uh, but like all of their goodness, like, and it helped using that to like increase her power so that she can sacrifice herself in a, in a worthwhile fashion is like that's that's a powerful moment. It's a powerful moment in the comics, like way back when. So it's a real uh, Care Bear stare moment, you know, that kind of works. <laughs> it really is. The fucking Care Bears. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Gary, let's do a Care Bears podcast, right? <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> like Care Bears or like the end of Earthbound, you know, where it's like uh, everybody, uh, you know, everybody believe, everybody work together. Power of friendship is an important theme uh, kind of thing, but it works, uh, works pretty well. And again, works because I was 14. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, when this came out and it's, uh, I, you know, uh, like it, it was, it was a big deal. I wish it was paced better. I wish the first four episodes were a little bit more chill and the last episode had more stuff happening in it. Um, and it's really hard not to play Monday morning quarterback and be like, there's a thousand different ways this ending thing could be a little bit less like ridiculous, you know, it could be a little bit more, uh, like action could happen in it. <laughs> You know, but it, but you have to kind of put yourself back then too, right? Like they're they're dealing with exactly what they're dealing with. They definitely wanted to put this in the show, but are limited by you know a writer budget and animation budget and all this other stuff. And they really like as much as I said that in the last episode that the animation is kind of poor comparatively to the first two seasons. And I, I think it is like, it's still like they're still throwing everything at the screen. Like they're, they're it's not for lack of trying. Like, I just don't think they pull it off very well, but like they are, they, they, they are really like this whole alien stuff, like an alien world, rock monsters, like it may not be great, but at least they're putting the work in. So like, yeah. that's, that's something that I'm going to appreciate because not everything holds up for 20 years. Um, most things don't hold up for that long. So if you can have something that you can get any kind of value out of and that you put the work in, that, that's a good thing to me. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, it's pretty impressive. It's also like the first time the cartoon has tried to do anything like this. And it's, it's so wobbly. It barely holds together. But it is five episodes of this thing that form a relatively cohesive story. You know, that's impressive to you. And I like the idea of there being more kind of two-parters and kind of more sophisticated storytelling here. Even though, if I recall, the show never gets great at it. Like, Dark Phoenix is cooler, but it might be just individual things that happen in it are cooler more than it holding together better. You know? Mm-hmm. I like it. 
That's so, good. Yeah, I like it a lot. It, I'm, really, uh, I'm really excited to get into the Dark Phoenix saga because I don't I don't really have a good memory of this from a from from me being a kid. So I'm really looking forward to getting into that and seeing exactly how how it is and how it holds up. Yeah, yeah, and I like Dazzler a lot. Um, yeah, so for people who people who miss them, uh, character spotlights will come back. Um, sorry, those were gone. It's just uh, we we actually wrapped this up just right on time. Um, so uh, thank you guys very much for for listening. We'll be back in two weeks. Mm-hmm. If you like this show, uh, ratings and reviews are always helpful. Yep. Telling people about it, blogging about it, tweeting about it, all those things. We see when you do that, and it's very nice. Um, and then uh, the number one thing you can do to support the network is go to patreon.com forward slash DuckFeedTV and uh, throw us a couple of bucks a month. gives you access to a lot of cool stuff, uh, episodes a day early, and episode to our Slack channel, or access to our Slack channel, which is a good, fun place. If you want to keep up with the episode, go to daysoffuturecast.com slash schedule. That'll show you when the episodes are coming out and what show, what episodes of the TV show we're covering on the episode of the podcast. The next two episodes are No Mutant is an Island and Obsession. For those of you at home trying to keep up, the episode order this season is whack. So I have done some research to get what they originally envisioned all of the episodes to come out. So for example, in this season, we're going to be covering the episode long shot, which actually didn't air until like season four or five, but should have aired in here. But because of the animation problems and them sending the episode back and forth so many times, it got delayed. Um, According to my research and according to me talking to some people that have also done research, the order that we're going by is pretty much as close as possible as we can get it. So definitely check that out. It doesn't necessarily follow the DVDs. It doesn't necessarily follow like the TVDB.org or whatever. So like go check that out so you can keep up with this. Yeah. And yep, you can yep. also find contact information for me and Gary, other shows on the network and all of that business. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's all your one, one stop shop. Yep. Thank um, you for listening yeah. and um, good night. We'll talk to you later. Good. Good night.